welcome to the Gambling Chalk Talk Podcast, where we major in the wager. Podcast episode number 378. I'm joined by Darth Wager in this one. We give our college football Christmas week bowl predictions. And then at the end, we give our Christmas Day NBA uh, basketball picks as well. Remember, you can contact the coach with any comments and questions at the Gambling Chalk Talk Podcast on our Twitter and Instagram handles at TalkGambling. And don't forget, MyBookieAG, they have uh, special promos going on uh, all during the Christmas week here. And uh, you, you, get, you got these prop bets and things that you can do where basically they're giving out money. They're, they're basically giving out money. Use a promo code DARTH at checkout, D-A-R-T-H. And a little bit comes back up to the cost of the show when you sign up that way. Remember, MyBookieAG, you play, you win, you get paid. Uh, the picks that we go through, college football. NBA, NFL, college basketball, it's all on www.gamblingchalktalkpodcast.com. They're absolutely free when they're there. Click on the Amazon banner ad. It looks like my book, Squeeze Play. Buy yourself something nice. A little bit comes back to help support the cost of the show at no additional cost to you. Speaking of my book, Squeeze Play. Uh, the Ali Amini series. There's three books. I've written three books. Cold Blood Red, Fourth and Dead, Squeeze Play. You get directly from my publisher, thewordverb.com. Or if you're an Amazon Prime or Kindle Select user, download your favorite electronic reading device. Let's get to it. Podcast number 378 with Darth Wager. The quiz, Darth Wager. You have to guess the uniform number. He was a defensive end for the Buffalo Bills. 78. He was part of four Super Bowl teams. He was from... A hotbed of talent, athletic talent, Norfolk, Virginia. Six foot four, 280 pounds. I saw him at Buffalo Bills training camp this year, and he's still freaking huge. Went to Virginia Tech, was the number. How are we not done this guy? I mean, I, I can only think of one person in the Buffalo Bills. How have we not done this guy yet? Bruce Smith? Bruce Smith, he was the number one overall pick in the 1985 draft. He finished his career with the Washington Redskins. He was a 11-time Pro Bowler, first-team All-Pro in 87, 88, 90, and 93 through 97, second-team All-Pro in 89 and 98, two-time Defensive Player of the Year, four-time AFC Defensive Player of the Year, uh, the accolades are unbelievable. Pro Football Hall of Fame, College Football Hall of Fame. He was a two-time All-American at Virginia Tech. 200 career sacks. Wow. Wow. You track of this. Start going over what guys we picked in the previous numbers. Yeah, that, that would definitely be a tougher way to pick. I have it all listed, though. I have a spreadsheet for that, believe it or not. I, I no, I do believe it. That's why I said we should start doing that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, College Bowls. This is our second installment. We're calling this Post Christmas Bowls, and there are quite a few. The Post Christmas Bowls, the Pre Christmas Bowls. I don't have our records out completely. I think I'm two and one. I'm not sure what your record is. Uh, I was two and four last week in bowl day. Oh. Uh yeah, that's that's a little rough. There you go. Uh, you're not gonna you're not gonna win the win the belt games like that. I am ice cold. 
unfold in college football right now and college basketball. Ooh, that stinks. So, you know what doesn't stink? On the 26th of December on ESPN at 4 o'clock, as I start my basketball practice, will be played. Do you know who's in that game, Darth Wager? Yeah, that is correct. Who do you like in that game? Miami. I think, I think uh, their coach is fighting for a job in that game. I think they come prepared to play. I think they beat Louisiana Tech on the field and against the spread, as our buddy Nikki Gunn says. Yes. I will think Miami, even though Louisiana Tech looks a lot better on paper. So is this one of your locks or no? No, it's not one of my locks. Because this- you know I don't. This is one of my locks. And this is this is a upset in the making. The Miami defense is really good. Just three point yards, three point one yards per run. La Tech is a good running team, four point seven yards a carry, but they also can throw it a bit too. They get seven point seven yards per pass. The La Tech offense is very good. The Miami offense is terrible. They just convert 25% of their third downs on the year. The La La Tech defense has been good all year, just 5.4 yards per play. Uh, And, and, you know, they might not have a turnover chain, but their turnover margin is very similar to Miami's this year. This is a Miami team that lost to a major rebuilding project at Georgia Tech. They lost to FIU. I'm going to take the points with La Tech, but like our friends Nikki Gunn says, they'll win the game on the field. They've won. La Tech, La Tech has won five straight bowl games going to this one. Miami has lost nine of the last ten bowl games, and only their only win was in 2008 over West Virginia in the Russell Athletic Bowl. Hey, who has uh, La Tech played this year? Uh, they, actually, their schedule they they played some uh, better teams and they hung around. Mm, yeah. Hmm. They played Texas. The first game of the year got smoked. Okay. And after play another good team. You should get smoked by Texas. Who? Do, if Miami plays Texas, you know what happens in Miami? They get smoked. Oh yeah. Well, they have it in with Florida. They Texas get uh, whatever. Let's not fight about this. We have nineteen thousand more bowl games to go through. Okay. At eight o'clock on ESPN, it's the Quick Lane Bowl, and Pitt is playing. And I didn't know that when I, I did my uh, my little research here. You know, I do my research, my handicapping. And Pitt is laying 11 and a half. With that anemic offense, Pitt is laying 11 and a half. Pitt was, Pitt was seven and three going in the final two games of the season after beating a good North Carolina team in overtime. They then lost to Virginia Tech and BC. Their problem has been a bad offense. Just 4.8 yards per play. Welcome Eastern Michigan. They allow 5.9 yards per play, 4.8 yards on the run, 7.8 yards on the pass. There's a bit of a home field advantage for Eastern Michigan. The game is in Detroit, but that's not a long trip for the Pitt fans. I'm leaning Pitt in this one. Uh, it's a, you know, you're a one bad Pitt turnover from a late backdoor cover. That wouldn't be shocking, but I'm going to lay the 11.5 points with the Pitt, but this is not one of my best bets. All right, all right, but I'm going to need this right now. I, I don't think I, I'm going to Pittsburgh games. They haven't won one game by more than 11 points all season. Yeah, I know. I know. 
That's scary. So I, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna lean I'm gonna lean Eastern Michigan. Okay. East Mitch. East Mitch for Darth. All right. Now, now we get to the 27th. No longer Boxing Day. We're on the 27th. At noon on Friday, the Military Bowl presented by the North, which ironically does not have a military team in it this year, Darth Wager. What the fuck is that? I'm <laughs> just saying. It doesn't have one. Uh, the, the line is dropped in this one significantly. It was five and a half, and it's now four and a half. North Carolina is laying four and a half points to Temple. Who you got in this one? Temple. Really? Yeah, North Carolina's dog shit. They're up and down all year. You can't keep them straight. Well, I'm going against you in this one. I got UNC. It's one of my best bets, minus four and a half. Mac Brown, pretty darn good year for North Carolina. They weren't expected to be in a bowl game this year. The record for Temple is good, and they played well against ranked t- teams this year, but I'm concerned about their ability to sustain drives. They don't get many first downs. Their yards per play is only five per per, uh, per action, whether it's pass or, or run. Uh, Temple's defense is outstanding, but the UNC passing attack gets almost nine yards a pass, and that is the key area where Temple is weak on defense. I'm going to take North Carolina minus four and a half points in the military bowl. Yet there's no military schools in it. Whatever. Where's the game being played? Uh, I have no clue. Well, probably. Uh, probably somewhere like in in Washington D.C. area, I would imagine. Okay. I don't know. That's just a, a educated guess, which might be uneducated because I'm an idiot. Uh, <laughs> I know there, where this next one's being played on the 27th at 3:20 in the afternoon. You can watch it on ESPN, or you can go to Yankee Stadium to watch it. It's the New Era Pinstripe Bowl, and we have uh, Michigan State laying three and a half to Wake Forest, an ACC Big Ten matchup. And and this one, Darth, I am going. I, you know, I, I have a basketball game that day. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the three and a half points. I wish I bet on it earlier. At four and a half, but this is just a lean for me. It's not one of my best bets. Um, I'm going to take Wake Forest in this. I have not liked what I've seen from Michigan State all year. Uh, Wake QB, Jamie Newman has a leg injury that has him questionable for the game. This is a lost season for Michigan State, and I'm not sure they're recovering this bowl with a bowl victory. The Wake yardage differential is similar to that of Michigan State on the year. Wake is superior on third down and red zone offense. They're also better on third down defense. I think that's a key factor. Wake has won three straight bowl games, and they were dogs in two of those games the last three years, and they still won them outright. I'm going to take the points with Wake Forest. What you got? I'm, I'm agreeing with you. At this point in time, you just got to figure out which team's actually going to show up to the bowl. That's why so, I look at. Yeah, at, my, I agree. That, that's why I look at bowl history. Like that's why I bet against Miami. They they, they don't show up to bowl games. No, it doesn't matter who coaches. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're probably right, but if they like their coach. Yeah. At six, um, so yeah, yeah, I'll take week four. He's taking week. 6.45 on the 27th on ESPN. The Academy Sports plus Outdoors Texas Bowl. I believe this game is in Texas. That's just an educated guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's in Oklahoma. Oh, boy. 
Uh, it's Oklahoma State versus Texas A&M. I'm going to double-check the line here. The line is down to six and a half. Ooh, off that key number seven. Six, six is a uh, fairly key number, though. Um, as teams kind of end on that and you end up having to go for two to tie. Oh, boy. Uh, what you got in this one, Darth? Okie State or Texas A&M? I'm leaning toward Texas A&M. Texas A&M at six and a half. Uh, I'm going to take the six and a half points with Okie State. Uh, Texas A&M has a little bit of some issues right now. Uh, defensive lineman uh, Justin Matabuki will focus on NFL prep. He's probably not going to play. Uh, Oklahoma QB Spencer Sanders likely out with a thumb injury. Uh, what a shocker. Oklahoma State win wins the yardage battle, but that's not a shock because they play in the Big 12. Uh, so, they, they, you know, there's a lot more offense in that conference compared to the uh, SEC. Texas A&M slight edge on third down efficiency, both on offense and defense. Uh, but I, I think this is too many points to give an Okie State team, even with a backup QB. Okie State has won their bowl games seven of the last nine years, and they were a dog in three of those seven wins. I'm going to take the dog in this one in the six and a half points. Not one of my best bets, though. Darth? You still yeah, there? You still there? Right All right, we got one, we'll, one more and then we'll take a break. This is the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl, 8 o'clock on the 27th on FS1. And this features USC and Iowa. Darth, where are you going in this one? There's a, Apparently, Iowa had to request more tickets as a lot of Iowa fans are going down to San Diego. San Diego. Yes. It can't be much of a fun trip for USC. Yeah, no, you're traveling. Uh, you know, well, probably a long trip because the traffic is awful. But whatever. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take Iowa. You took Iowa. I, I'm going. Uh, We've gone up in almost every game. I know. <laughs> USC has been running the Mike Leach air raid offense this year, and it's starting to click. The final three games of the season, Keen Slovis has flown. Thrown for 432 yards, 406 yards, and 515 yards. It's been very good this year. They run a much slower tempo than uh, USC's going to try and run. Uh, those three losses are to Michigan, Penn State, and Wisconsin. That's, you know, kind of a – it was only losing to good teams. But I think USC might be a sneaky good team. Every game for uh, Iowa has been a dogfight, so those points are valuable with, for USC getting two. Uh Iowa running back Tyler Goodson is questionable for the game, but they have a pretty deep running back pool to choose from. They, they got they got a lot of good running backs here. The yardage differential is close in this one. USC is better on third down offense. I think there's some value in this one as USC with USC as uh, the Pac-12 is kind of looked down upon that West Coast, uh, the East Coast bias. Those West Coast teams don't get all, all the credit they should they should get. USC has has some stability. There are rumors that the coaches don't leave. They just signed their offensive coordinator to a new three-year deal. I think the stability helps this program going forward. Uh, I'm going to take USC and the two points. This is a good time. Take a break, Darth. Please be sure to visit www.gamblingchalktalkpodcast.com and get all the free picks from the podcast, guys, NFL, college football, College basketball, NBA, even Major League Baseball, they're all free at www.gamblingchalktalkpodcast.com. 
Click on the Amazon banner ad. It looks like my book, Squeeze Play, and it takes you right to Amazon. You buy yourself something nice with all those winnings we've been giving you with the picks, and a little bit comes back to help support the cost of the show at no additional cost to you. Again, visit www.gamblingchalktalkpodcast.com. We're still on the 27th coming out of the break, Darth. It's the 10-15 game, and this actually features a military school, so I think you'll be happy about that. It's the uh, the Cheese It Bowl. And it's ten fifteen. The Cheese It Bowl. The Cheese It I like Cheese It. I like Cheese It too. I might actually eat some Cheese It's. No, because I'll be at a restaurant having a uh, old coaches meeting. So we'll we'll have the, we'll be watching this on the screen. Air Force is playing Washington State. You know how we love Mike Leach, and and uh, all that he does. And what do you got in this one? Mike Leach versus Air Force. We got Washington State versus Air Force. What do you got, Darth? This is tough for me because those are my two favorite things, military and good coaches. Military, uh, good coaches, and Cheez-Its. And Cheez-Its. Uh, what, what's your favorite flavor of Cheez-It? The reduced fat, the regular, the ones with the spicy stuff on it, the white cheddar. I, I really enjoy the white cheddar. The white cheddar is good, but the double duo jalapeno and like cheddar ones are really good. Really, the only yeah. thing I don't like about the white cheddar, you get that white crap all over your hands. Yeah, yeah, it's tough, and you end up like trying not to lick it the whole time because you don't want to go back into the box and lick fingers. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. On that note, I'm taking that force. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just don't think uh, Mike Leach likes this team much. What do you think? I don't think he does either. I think it would be hilarious if Mike Leach just sat on the sideline at a chair eating cheeses. <laughs> he's he's liable to do that. He just might. He fucking would. He, he would. All right, before I, before I handicap this game, I got to tell you, can he get an NFL job? Can he Can he coach the New York Giants for us? I'd love that. Year. Wouldn't that be great? Just get a, just get him a good defensive coordinator. Get get uh, the guy from the Jets to come over with to come over there. Let him, let him co coaches for all I care. I, I think that'd just be outstanding. It would. I, 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 I mean, I'd rather have that order on, but that's fine. Let this let this start the campaign for uh, Mike Leach to go to the New York Giants. I'm, I'm trying to make that happen. All uh, right, I'll put it. Uh, you took Air Force. I'm also taking Air Force. So uh, I will lay the points. Uh, two polar opposite team styles. Air Force runs the ball 85% of the time. Washington State passes the ball 78% of the time. Washington State lost their defensive coordinator mid-year. They give up five yards a run. The Air Force defense is solid, only gives up 7.6 yards a pass. Both teams are good on third down efficiency. Both teams' third down efficiency is about 42%. The big question is, who has the advantage with time to prepare? Washington State to prepare for that run-heavy offense? That kind of scares me a little bit in this one. This is why it's not a lock for me. Air Force, time to prep for that air raid um, offense? I think the Air Force preparation may be a little bit more disciplined than Washington State, just saying. Probably has an advantage in that one. Uh, Mike Leach, been displeased with his team all year. I'm laying the points. I'll lay the three. I think the Cougars disappoint. Uh, next game up, Darth. 
My computer will respond. We have the Camping World Bowl on the 28th at noon on ABC. And this features Notre Dame against Iowa State. Oh, this might have been a game where the uh, Iowa fans requested more tickets. It might have been this one. Not the uh, not the regular Iowa game. Not Iowa Hawkeyes. Iowa, the Iowa State team might have. Uh, the Cyclones. The Cyclones. Who you got in this one, Darth? Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Uh, I have the spread at three and a half. I'm not sure. That's Is it still three no. and a half? Yeah. Uh, the yardage difference per game favors Iowa State in this one. Uh, offensive numbers inflated by by the Big 12, however. Notre Dame has a slight advantage on third down, a big advantage on third down defense. Notre Dame also turned their opponent over a lot more. This is a type of game Notre Dame wins in the Bulls, middle-of-the-road power conference team, and they get the beat up on them. Uh, they usually lose the big-name game to schools like Clemson, Ohio State, or Bama. Iowa State, sixth bowl game in 10 years. They are 2-3. and three. Let's see if they can get the 500. I don't think they do. Um, they've played the likes of Washington State, Memphis, Tulsa, Rutgers, and Minnesota. This isn't exactly the pedigree that Notre Dame carries. So I am locking this one up. I am laying the three and a half points with Notre Dame in the Camping World Bowl. Also at noon, competing against the Camping World Bowl is the Goodyear Cotton Bowl on ESPN at 12 o'clock. A lot of games on Saturday the 28th, Darth. And this features Memphis versus Penn State. Your beloved Penn State. Don't don't you like Penn State? What do you I think? mean, I visited Notre Dame and Penn State for some some pretty good uh, pregame uh, rendezvous with drinking. Um, but on this game, I'm taking the molesters. I mean, Penn State for minus seven. <laughs> I think that ship has sailed. Sandusky's in jail. Uh, I'm going in the opposite direction. I'm taking Memphis. Um, Memphis lost their, lost uh, Coach Norville, but they hire Silverfield from within, so the transition's going to be smooth. I usually like picking against teams that lose their coach, but they've already hired their new coach. It's a guy that's been in the building. He's done the recruiting. They're, they're going to play for him. The Nittany Lions lost their offensive coordinator to Old Dominion. The QB situation at Penn State is unsettled. I didn't like what I saw the last two games out of them. Memphis can match Penn State in the speed categories. Memphis is lightning quick, Darth. This is a fairly even matchup. I think Memphis will hang around with this Penn State squad that lost some confidence down the stretch. I'm going to take that seven points in the Conference USA team, a Power Six conference. <laughs> I'm not locking that one up, though. Good luck with Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right, now we get. Next one's a little bit bigger. Next one's a little bit bigger. Oklahoma is getting 14 points. It finally got up to that key number 14, Darth. It was sitting on 13 for a while. It's now at 14. The Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, the college football semifinal. Oklahoma against your LSU Tigers. Oklahoma's getting 14, Darth. What? I, I know where you're going. You're going with with uh, Ed, Grandpappy Ed. What do you got? <laughs> I'm taking Oklahoma. Are you taking Oklahoma? Fourteen fucking points, dude. Wow, he's not betting with his. He's not betting with his with his heart. He's he's betting. He's betting with his brain. 
and so am I. I'm taking Oklahoma. Uh, I will lock it up. 14 points, way too much. Uh, it was at 14 and a half at a point there too. Uh, not a good start for Oklahoma. They had they suspended three players: a starting defensive lineman, a running back, and a wide receiver. Is that why the line moved a little bit? Probably. Uh, similarities between these two teams is amazing. The yard for yardage differential. So that kind of factors out the conference. Like the Big Twelve, happy on offense. Of course, they're going to have better offensive stats. But you just look at yardage differential between what their offense gains on yards and what they give up on defense on yards it's fairly even red zone efficiency third down um red zone efficiency on offense and defense very even third down efficiency on offense and defense very even the big difference is turnovers oklahoma has a negative turnover differential lsu is obviously positive if oklahoma can take care of ball just a little bit i think they can cover and maybe even upset lsu these, don't, they, don't talk like that. They've had two common opponents in Texas. Both both teams won by a touchdown. Uh, I think the backdoor cover by Oklahoma is live is live in this one. Offense is very good. Lincoln Riley will get them to score. The LSU defense is their liability. Is the SAC really the best conference in college football this year? I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. So we're both taking Oklahoma. I'm locking up Oklahoma in that one, and that's a four o'clock game. On the 28th. The last game on the 28th. The PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. Clemson at Ohio State. Clemson is laying two points. Well, not Ohio State. It's in Arizona. Um, what do you got in this one, Darth? Oh, that tiger. I'm going with Clemson. You're going with Clemson. I am also going with Clemson. Uh, why do you like Clemson? Because I think they are more built for this game. I don't like Ohio State because they're pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like Clemson. Ohio State defensive quarter just got the BC job. I think he's going to be distracted. I've liked Clemson. I bet on them uh, back around Thanksgiving to win the national title. I think they're peaking at the right time. Uh, the Clemson offensive co- coordinator just got the US, uh, University of South Florida job. So that's a. You know, both of them lost a coordinator. So it's a wash in the coaching distraction category to me. Experience matters. And Clemson is an old dog in this college football uh, playoff system. Justin Fields will p- play, but his knee might affect his base of support. That uh, might affect the throwing game and his running game in this one. Ohio State's a better passing team, but Clemson is a better running team. Both teams are outstanding on defense, allowing just 3.7 yards per play. Ohio State better on third down efficiency, though. Clemson beat Ohio State in the college football playoff semifinals uh, in the Fiesta Bowl in 2016, 31 to nothing. Good memories and a repeat. Clemson will blow them out. Give me Clemson. It's a good time to take a break before we get to the games on the 30th. We got a bunch of games on, on the 30th as well. Monday the 30th. Might be snowing in Connecticut. We might be snowed in here watching college football on the 30th. So let's take a break. Thanks to our show supporter, MyBookieAG. Everybody listens to the show to find out who to bet on. Where you bet is just as important. Go to www.MyBookieAG. They have live in-game betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and a mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze. Just visit MyBookieAG. That is M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G. 
Use the Gambling Chalk Talk podcast promo code DARTH, D-A-R-T-H, to activate this offer. Be like the Chalk Talk sports guys and major into wager. You play, you win, you get paid at MyBookieAG. And we're back, Darth, for the games on the 30th. There's four of them. I, I got a lock to start off. I got to make sure my line is still accurate. It is. I am locking up Western Kentucky playing Western Michigan, a MAC team. And I didn't know this until uh, about the MAC teams being so bad in the Bulls until Nikki Guns told me. I'm locking up Western Michigan, uh, Western Kentucky, Battle of the Western, the directional schools. Western Kentucky laying three and a half points. The key for Western Michigan is their ground game. They have cluster injuries at the running back position right now. Their leading rusher is questionable to play. Western Kentucky has a very good run defense that will give the Broncos trouble anyway, even if that best player plays. The Hilltoppers have a really good third down defense and red zone defense. The Broncos do not have a great bowl history. They are one in seven since two um, uh, in bowl games. Give me Western Kentucky laying the three and a half points to win the game on the field and cover. Agree. Give me Western Kentucky. West Kentucky. Somebody in the West is winning this. Uh, next one up. The Franklin American Mortgage Music City Bowl. By the way, that last bowl was the Serve Pro First Responder Bowl. I don't know if I said that. This is the Franklin American Mortgage Music City Bowl, 4 o'clock on ESPN. Mississippi, uh, not Mississippi State. What am I doing here? Um, this is uh, Louisville, Louisville and Mississippi State. Oh, oh, it is. It is Louisville, Mississippi State. And to do, to do, it is four and a half points. What you got in this one, Darth? Um, I am taking Louisville. Ooh, I am all t- also taking Louisville. Uh, why do you like Louisville? I think SEC got a lot of hype this year, and Mississippi State was only six with six tonight. So. I agree. I, I agree with you totally on that one. Uh, Mississippi State weaknesses are defense uh, on defense is the pass defense. Guess what the strength of Louisville is? Passing game, 9.8 yards per pass. Mississippi State allows 8.8 yards a pass. Louisville's outgained. Uh, is outgained uh, in yards per game, but Mississippi State is not exactly a juggernaut in offense. Mississippi State has a history of playing well in bowl games, however, and Louisville not so much. So I'm taking a risk on this Louisville team uh, to to cover in this one, but this is why it's just a lean. I'll, I'll take the four and a half points with Louisville. Next one up, the Red Box Bowl. This is also at 4 o'clock. So we have a choice at 4 o'clock. You can go to ESPN or Fox. This is the Red Box Bowl. And this is Illinois and Cal. And the spread is six and a half. It dropped off that key number of seven. It was seven. It's now six and a half. Who you got in this one, Darth? Give me California. If you looked at the injury report for Illinois, it is fucking ugly. <laughs> it is. It is. But I'm still taking Illinois and I'm locking it up because I like I I, I love Lovey Smith. He's awesome. He's got the Santa beard. <laughs> Six wide receivers out. That's okay. Uh, these are two teams that get outgained by almost 100 yards a game this year. Uh, their splits are dead even in the turnover, bat- turnover batter, uh, battle as well. 
Cal started hot, lulled, and then finished hot once uh, Garbers, their quarterback, came back. The Illini were the opposite. They had an okay start. They're they're hot in the middle. They upset number six Wisconsin, then sputtered at the finish with a bad loss to Northwestern. I think this is a close game. Cal lost their offensive coordinator 12 days ago. Probably doesn't help. They already have a weak offense. This is the first bowl for the Illini since 2014. I think they're going to be going nuts in this one. And even though they're missing all those people, it's a lot of offensive players they're, they're missing. And, and, their quarterback. and their quarterback. Yeah, but their key to their team, they're, they're not good on offense anyway. The key to their team is their opportunistic defense. And I think you can take advantage of Cal and their shitty offense in this one. So I'm taking Cal <laughs> and the six and a half points. All right. Last game, 8 o'clock, the Capital One Orange Bowl. Virginia is getting 14 and a half points. Last I checked, 14 and a half, and they still are against Florida in the Orange Bowl. Who you got in that one, Doug? Give me Virginia. Yes. Yes. I'm locking that. I, I'm, I'm almost at the point of locking it up. I'm not yet. Check the website to see if I do. Why you like I this agree one? Because I don't, all year I thought Florida wasn't that good. All fucking year. So it continues. Yeah, they were just getting buying games. Uh, there are two teams that had great seasons, though, if you look at the records. Uh, the Florida coaching staff getting a lot of crap. You know who the they lost to two teams, LSU and Georgia. Pretty good teams. That's kind of a heck of a year, right? Yeah, sure. Virginia made leaps. In, yeah, that's why I didn't lock it up yet. I'm gonna do some. I'm, I got I got to dig a little deeper in this one before I lock it up. Uh, Virginia made leaps and bounds in improvement this year, beating Vatech for the first time in forever, playing in the ACC championship game. Well, they showed up. They didn't really play. They got freaking destroyed by Clemson. Uh, Virginia's better on third down offense. Uh, they they convert uh, 44% of the time. Florida only 33% of the time. Uh, defense on third down, slight edge to Florida, 34% to 37%. This is a big bowl game for Virginia. This is the Orange Bowl. This isn't the Belk Bowl, the Military Bowl, the Chick-fil-A Bowl, the Gator Music City Bowl, the Gator Bowl or Music City Bowl, the MPC Bowl, or the Tire Bowl. Those are the bowl games that Virginia usually plays in. Okay, This is a big game. They're going to be out of their mind. Their coach is outstanding. This is another reason why I haven't locked it up. Florida's won seven of their last nine bowl games. They have a, pro, they have a program history of going and, and absolutely balling out in these in these uh, bowl games. Uh, they, they've had some common opponents. They both played Miami and Florida State. Florida uh, beat Miami by four on a neutral field, and Virginia lost to Miami by eight on the road. So they're visiting Miami, a, a place of one of their losses. Florida beat Florida State by 23. Virginia only won by seven. Uh, both of those I mean, teams- the, only, the only difference is when they played Miami, Florida had a different quarterback, too. Yeah, yeah. I think this is a – but three scores. You're at 14 and a half. That's three scores, or you got to convert a two-point conversion or whatever. I think that's too much. I think I, I think I got to take the dog in this one. I might lock it, in, lock it up. Check after Christmas. So Darth, speaking of Christmas, there's some there's some basketball games on Christmas. You, you hear about those the, the, those Christmas Day basketball games that go on? No, I I, I live under a rock. 
you know, we, we might be able to like uh, corrupt our children and maybe uh, get like a little little pool going between all the kids about uh, who's going to win games. Well, I think we should live bet. Yes, yes. I, my, I'm not done with my theory yet, so I, I can't divulge it yet. But, yeah. it, but it might be a decent theory to go with. All right, so we'll go through this. We'll rip through this quickly. Boston, Toronto. Boston's getting two and a half. Boston's at Toronto. They're laying two and a half points. Boston. Oh, he's going with Boston. I go with Boston. They're a cover machine right now. Milwaukee is at Philadelphia. Philly is favored by one. Philly's been playing like shit. Give me the buck. I think Milwaukee is a matchup nightmare for Philly. Uh, so I am also taking Milwaukee in that one. Uh, Houston at Golden State. Boy, did they think that game was going to be better before the season started. Oh, God. Ten points right now. Uh, yeah, and Houston is at Golden State. You know what? Yeah. I'm going to take the ten points. Give me the rocket. All right. Uh, Clippers at the Lakers. Do LeBron and the Brow play is the big question. The it, the the Lakers were favored by one. It's flipped to one and a half. Clippers laying one and a half. Who are you liking in that matchup? I'm taking a, I'm taking a Clippers because right now Davis and James are both listed on the injury report. All right. I'm, I'm also going to take the Clippers in that one. And then the last one, the Pelicans are at Denver for Nugs. Well, who gives a shit game at 10 o'clock? And the Pelicans are getting 10 points. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna take the Golden Nugget. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with the Pelicans on that one and let let them hang around a little bit. I know they've had a long losing streak, but they've had some tough, tough luck losses in that streak. So I will I will go Denver on that one. So so there you have it, folks. The college football bulk up bright and early, five thirty in the morning on Christmas Eve to uh, record the podcast for you. Um, They'll be there, you know. You know, you know what? You know what's fun to do? You you pause the podcast and you listen to it on the twenty sixth in the morning before the twenty sixth games, and then you go you go back and listen again for the twenty seventh games, and you keep going back and listening. That's what I've been doing with some of the college football pods that I listen to. Um, hope everybody has a very merry Christmas, and uh, and uh, we'll be back after Christmas, and maybe even before with our NFL picks for Week sixteen. Probably probably after, so we can find out who's actually playing and not playing in this one. And as always, may the picks be with you.